It's definitely just that, you know, daily grind. And some days you have to push yourself and, and, and not always, right? Some days it's just like, okay, what can I um, get from this workout? Does it have to be a lot of grind? Maybe it's like, let me focus on really good movement and just, um, I'm not worried about the clock. I'm not worried about the weight. I want to move really well. Um, and I find that doing that has helped me increase like my fitness. Hey everybody, it's Coach Charlie. Welcome or welcome back to the Building Better People podcast brought to you by BoomFit. Thanks for listening today. And at the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already. But more importantly, I hope the following interview inspires you to take the next step in your fitness journey. Enjoy. All right, Robert. Thanks for joining me, man. Uh, as we wrap up 2021 and we're kind of going into the end of the year, um, you are the, the first featured coach on the part two of the 2022 goals and recapping 2021. Nice. So... Give me kind of a, a look back at 2021 in your health, your fitness, and did you have things that you wanted to accomplish that you set out for and, and you actually accomplished or maybe didn't accomplish? How, how would you look back at the year? So year 2021 was one of those years where I was looking to get stronger. And in order to get stronger, I knew I had to put on size, which meant I had to eat more. So it's kind of one of those things that was just kind of getting adjusted and getting used to seeing your body a different way because you're trying to you know get stronger and so that does involve eating more but eating cleaner um and i felt like overall this year I, I felt like that was a huge accomplishment nutrition nutrition and just uh getting stronger uh, do you did you have at the beginning of the year like a, a way to do that did you define it did you outline it did you plan for it? Honestly, the uh, fittest experience qualifier was kind of the one I was going for because I know they always throw in a lift, and what better way to challenge yourself to that than doing a qualifier? Yeah, and you see. did like three hundred pound front squat. Uh, it was a three, I think it was three fifteen for three for reps. Three reps. So go back at the beginning of the year. Like, what would you think that would have been? Like, what would probably? Have been? I think my one rep at the time was two ninety five. Wow, and that was one rep. Yeah, so you put an emphasis on getting stronger. Absolutely. Any other lifts that you would say that you... Uh, I mean, I got a 227 shoulder to overhead for three reps. And I mean, again, I know shoulders has always been one of my strongest features on me. But to get 227 for three reps, I don't think I ever even thought of hitting that. So that was another huge accomplishment. And that alone just let me know, along with the front squat, let me know that I got stronger. So now it's just trying to maintain that. So one of the reasons I like doing this is because sometimes members are listening or people are listening that might have similar goals mm -hmm. that you had. And you know, hearing how somebody else has accomplished their goals or even sets goals um, might kind of ignite a little bit of a blueprint for how I can achieve whatever goal that person has. So you, you mentioned calorie adjustment. You mentioned nutrition. Mm -hmm. Like, what specific things did you change? You said you ate more? Like, what? Oh, did so, I mean, I, yeah, so I looked at my, so I currently do the RP diet. Um, that's just something to hold me accountable. Um, and I noticed that when I did that, I had to pretty much increase my carbs and protein intake. I think right now my carbs are sitting at 300 grams a day. And my protein is, I believe, 175. And then my fat intake's only 50 grams a day. 
So I've had to like hone in more on my nutrition where at the time I was knew how to eat right, but I probably wasn't eating the way I needed to. Yeah, it sounds like you were eating healthy, quote healthy, but you were not weighing and measuring food. Not at all. Or calculating, you know, not macronutrients. And so what would you say that how did that influence your strength? Well, uh one is just it was one of those that I knew I needed to eat more to gain strength. I, I mean, I've been fit for a good while now. I mean, I did races and stuff, and I saw my body at that level, but I knew I was lacking somewhere in my fitness, and that was the strength side of things. I had the endurance, but I was not gaining the strength, and the only reason was is because I knew that I wasn't eating enough. I wasn't taking in enough calories to get that size that I needed. Uh, and so that just that kind of made me realize that I just, you know, I got to get away from looking the lean part and understand that if I want to get to a certain part, I can still look lean, but I also need to take on that size. That's, I mean, that's a common struggle for people is, you know, getting stronger while losing fat and Mm -hmm. and staying lean. Um, were you, do you feel like you were able to navigate that? At first it was hard. Um, but now for the last month, I felt like I've, I'm at the top of my game, honestly, right Mm -hmm. now. Now, so let's kind of say, you know, start with looking ahead, kind of speaking of where your fitness is today. It sounds like you've saw a lot of improvement Mm -hmm. and progress and reached some pretty strong milestones this year. So looking into 2022, have you thought through some areas that you want to improve in? Um, Or what your goals might be? So right now, my focus is hopefully advancing to the quarterfinals in the Open, the CrossFit Open. That's another Which good, is the top 25%? I think top 25%. But it's also another test that I use yearly to see where my fitness level is. It's a great... Did you advance last year no i think i was i think i was like 200 off or something like that i was so not pretty far close off. i was pretty close yes wow yeah um but right now my focus is on the fittest experience that's at the end of january and so my focus is kind of shifted just towards that right now um and you're competing in the what division? So, so I'm competing in the glorified scale division. Okay. That is not a scale division. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like the RX scale division. Exactly. I mean, if so, you front squatted you know, for three reps, 315 pounds, and, and you're in the scale division. And I'm I barely like, made it. Let's keep that in mind. So Yeah. yeah. So the, the, uh, the, the hard, very hard and challenging competitive scale division. Exactly. And how many people are in that? Oh, there, I believe there's going to be... So I think the top 140, so I believe 70 people. And, and what's unless, your, like, do you have a goal placement, a goal percentile? Honestly, I just want to place top 50% and just go out there and do the best I can. And what is the areas that you feel like you're right now, we're, you know, late December, or early, mid-December, <laughs> so you're about five or six weeks out. Yes. What do you need to work on? Oh, I think right now if I had to put something as far as what I needed to work on, I would just go with the... Honestly, I'd go with barbell cycling. That's one that I just, for some reason, mentally, it just beats me up and I cannot get past that. So like an example of barbell cycling would be like 30 clean and jerks for time. Grace. Yes. Yeah. So if they threw that at you, it'd be a really hard workout. It would be hard. I know I could probably do it in under, I would say under three minutes just because I did it before, but I probably wouldn't be able to cycle anything. Or like DT. Yeah. DT would be the prime one. That one would just destroy me. Yeah. And what anything else, or is that kind of your focus? Uh, I mean, it's still going to be the strength, I would say. But as far as everything else, uh, CrossFit-based, I feel like I'm right where I need to be. Now it's just kind of polishing up some 
you know, extra, extra movements in there that maybe. Yeah. So, so top 50% at fittest experience, quarterfinal advancement in the open. Mm-hmm. And would you say there's any shifts nutritionally that you're having to make, or are you just kind of staying dialed in with that? No, split? just because right now I'm so close to the fittest experience, uh, just from past experiences, it's better to not really alter much of your nutrition. Uh, just, you don't want to start something new getting so close to competition time. So, uh, I think the only thing I've really been focusing on is doing a fasted morning workout just because I know when it comes time for the competition, Friday or even Saturday or Sunday morning, I'm not going to eat just because I'm going to have so much adrenaline. So it's just kind of getting used to working out while fasted. Yeah, so explain that a little bit. Like what do you do right now fasted? So right now I just uh, – and it's not even really a hard stone-cold fast. You know, normally I think it's like 15, 16 hours of without eating. I think right now I try to just not – I try to get my first workout in and then eat around 11 o'clock um, late morning. Man, that's interesting. You know, it's for you it's kind of strategy, right? It's kind yes. of – is there a reason that you, you, you say kind of like you're uh, – you you'll you will feel anxious or i guess uh, your adrenaline will not allow you to eat so you need to start training for your first event without yeah. food train train exactly how you're going to go into that competition which is i know i'm not going to eat i'm going to mm. be so nervous or have so much adrenaline i'm not going to eat yeah have you looked beyond the open uh i mean besides the classic uh yeah no so, wait, and i, I kind of thought you would say that that's why i'm glad you did cuz i kind of see this you know for you it's kind of going from event to event to event right because after the classic you go back to qualifier for mm-hmm. fittest and and that kind of seems to be kind of a great way for you to stay kind of working towards something is that accurate yeah it, it honestly in short it gives me a crossfit season that's weird to say because you know yeah. uh, i mean unless you're a games athlete you have your seasons but i mean i have a crossfit season and it feels weird like yeah i'm training for something that's cool, man. Well, I'm excited to see kind of how these how these goals pan out, but yeah, I've really for excited. sure seen your improvement in the last 12 yeah. months. Thanks, Robert. Yeah, thank you, Charlie. All right, Bennett. Thanks for joining me, man. Of course. Uh, so we are doing kind of a two-part podcast, Coaches Edition. So last week we highlighted Stephanie Perrin and Jacob's, uh, we'll call it recap of 2021 fitness, and then two, 2022 goals. Now this week we're going to do you, Bennett, and Brandon. I mean, you, uh, Robert, and Brandon. Yep. So give me a, kind of a look back at 2021 and kind of where you feel you started in your fitness and kind of where you are now. And it was there any goals that you had early on in the year or maybe at the end of last year and, and that you wanted to accomplish that maybe you did or you felt like you were on track to do? Yeah, well, I feel like COVID was kind of good for me. Cause it didn't allow me to lift heavy weights for a while. Cause like before that, that was when I was still recovering from my broken back, like for the, my second time I broke it. So it took me like, it was a lot of like stretching and, and like just body weight exercises, especially over quarantine. Like we worked out at home and I wasn't able to run for a while, but I started running. Like it, I mean, it definitely was, that was really the only cardio I, I had. During 2020? Yeah, during so, quarantine. So, yeah, so as we think through 20, because I mean, I like that you brought that up because coming out of 2020, you were in a, almost like a rehabilitation mode. Yeah, no no heavy lift, like barely the bar. Like I yeah. was just with the bar, maybe like really light weights. It's just I, I was just really trying to, to take time off and let it heal. So when rushing. you started this year, what was your hope 
to um, get back into lifting? Yeah, like I, I didn't really have numbers set because like I can't like when you get injured, you can't really compare yourself to what you were doing before. Like, like I you know I was definitely more into heavy lifting. Like I guess power building is what you would call it. Like you, you do your heavy lifts, but you also bodybuild on the side. So that was kind of like my thing for a while when I worked at Gold's Gym. I mean, it makes sense. Like I, I had that's what I had access to. And then uh, when I got injured, I was like, okay, maybe I need to completely change my the way I'm thinking about things. And, and like I can't really I can't do heavy lifting anymore for a while. Like, but then when I started healing, like when I actually took time off, I feel like it's like my recovery sped up. Like I started lifting weights again. You know, right when we opened up. I started squatting again, and um, I feel like squatting actually helped my recovery the f- the fastest. Really? Yeah. So, like, what did this year when you started squatting again? What time of year was that? Like, where? What month? I guess that was like it was probably at the end of or twenty twenty. So that was probably like uh, was it like I think December? I December, like a year ago. Yeah, yeah. November, December. I started squatting. You know, not very heavy, maybe like. But I feel like you've gotten back, like yeah, a lot of strength. My we, strength is really coming back. Yeah, I hurt my shoulder, so not nothing really like in my pressing strength. Like my upper body strength is kind of weak, so that's something I need to improve on. But like my leg strength is definitely coming back. Yeah. So this year, the focus was kind of getting back into strength squatting yeah squatting has been the best like yeah. I, i'm actually addicted to squats like it's almost <laughs> it's almost a bad thing now because like i want to squat every day like that's like all i want to do uh-huh. it, it's it, it's taxing on your core and your central nervous system so you just have to find different ways like lunges or you know box jumps you can find different ways to train your legs without just squatting all the time like what is it that makes you addicted to squatting it's just, it makes, it's, I think that's the most functional movement you can do, you know, like if you can f- squat to full depth and it's different for each person, what full depth means. But like, if you can, if you can con- like consistently have a good deep squat, like that's as much mobility as you really need, you know? Yeah. Like, especially like an over a deep overhead squat. If you can maintain that, like that's, that's pretty much it. Like you're, you're functional for life. Are you, so looking forward at 2022, do you have any specific things that you're wanting to work on? Well, like I said, before I didn't really focus on numbers, but now that I'm getting my strength back, I feel like I want to get back to like pursuing my Olympic lifting goals, which were like, I hit a 315 clean and jerk once, but my form was not very good. That was all strength. You know, I didn't really know what I was doing. And uh, so now I want, I want to be able to do that again with, but like have optimal form which have I you been like, working on form lately oh yeah oh yeah you stay at the lighter side and just make sure that everything's precise so saying that i would like to have like a 245 snatch by the end of this this next year so if i could have a 315 clean and jerk and then a 245 snatch i think i'd be pretty happy with that yeah and and so if you look back at 2021 it really was foundational to prepare for 2022 yeah i think so lift olympic lifting you know if if you're not if you don't have a solid squat Mm -hmm. you know there's no way you can advance in the olympic lifts yeah there's no way like so it almost was a building year towards what you're trying to do so give me an idea of what training is going to look like 2022 as you prepare for the 315 clean and jerk and the 245 snatch so it's definitely maintaining your squat more so than the deadlift like you definitely need a deadlift but you get a lot of deadlifting when you do 
snatches and clean and jerks. So like I deadlifts just really tax me. So like I especially with my back hurting, like I have to limit that because I get a lot of volume with the with the Olympic lifting alone. So I don't need a deadlift very heavy. Like even if you look at high level Olympic lifters, they don't really deadlift heavy because it makes you slow and it's too taxing. But like squats will be something maybe like at least one time a week, like go pretty heavy on the squat, you know, but it's relative. I like to do a lot of pause squats because then you don't have to go super heavy. You can, you can, it limits how much weight you use, which is good for my core and my central nervous system. So I can keep it real on the lighter side, but do pause squats with maybe like 315, 365 range. Cause it, you, you need to squat more than you, what you want to Olympic lift, mm-hmm. right? So if, you, if I want to clean and jerk 315, I need to be able to squat 365 like comfortably. So that would be like my goal is to be able to pause squat 365 for maybe like three to five reps and then, you know, be good with that. Instead of like pushing for 500 pound back squat, like that's cool and all, but like, I don't know if that's necessary. I don't think so. So to support your 315 clean and jerk goal, then you, you're going to train pause squats. Mm-hmm frequently i think they'll be good aiming to hit about a 365 for, for three to reps. five reps yeah. yeah not not for a single but yeah maybe maybe four or five like for for like a one rep max because like i don't really care about but one you, rep yeah max you, it's not as important yeah it's not necessary like maybe but what about for the snatch for the snatch is just over i need to overhead squat a lot more like when i when on my olympic lifting i or, or for most olympic lifting i have a lot of power so I can usually throw the weight around, but my stability is where I need. I struggle. Like my with my right shoulder, I tore my rotator cuff doing bench press. That's funny because like I, I hurt my back, I broke my back, and then I started bench pressing. I was like, okay, well I can only maybe this is the only thing I could do, and I tore my rotator cuff doing bench too often because uh. that was the only thing I could do. So now I still struggle with that, which is you know that's it's always something, but. You know, that's getting better. So anything overhead is, is getting better. But I, I notice it tightens up a lot. So if I can work on my overhead, like like snatch balance, you know, mm-hmm. you put the, the bar on your back and then you you push press it up and then maybe do slow, slow squats just to work on the stability. Yeah. So that's probably one thing I need to do a lot of is get, you know, just really dial in the overhead squat. So with you said your shoulders right now are a little bit... Yeah, my left one's completely fine. My left one's super strong, but my right one, it I have a lot of pain in the front of the shoulder. So I have to make sure my right lat doesn't tighten up. I have a lot of knots, I guess. I, so I'll go to Alpha Sports and they'll they'll do like soft tissue work on it. So I have a lot of like just tightness in the shoulder blade. So how long do you see it taking or what is the repairing the shoulder look like? Uh, to need, get to the 245. No, snatch. it makes sense. Yeah, you need to. You know, I need to do a lot of, um, like before I do exercise or like before I start my workout. I need to make sure that I have control over the scaps. So I have winging in the right scap. So if I don't do like scapular pull-ups or like scapular push-ups, so I need to work on a lot of that kind of stuff. And then maybe theragun. You know, I, I need to start theragunning my like my mids. So that's like right in the middle of your back between your shoulder blades. So like your rhomboids and your teres minor. So everything around that, that surrounds the, the scaps, especially on the right side. So, and will you do that every day? Uh, it depends. So like 
it's hard to do it myself, so I still have to kind of have somebody do it. Yeah, work on it. So that's, you know, that's where Alpha Sports comes in. But a lot of times I can take like a ball, like the, the lacrosse hmm. ball, and just roll that around. So if I can't reach it, I can kind of reach it now. But if I could take the ball at least and like break up some of that tissue. Because if, if those are tight, if I have knots, I usually I, I won't perform well in the overhead squat. So that's something I've noticed. Yeah, what I love about the you know the conversation is like you you have this goal that you've mm-hmm. kind of got in your mind, right? Which is would be great to clean and jerk three fifteen. Yep. And snatch two forty five by the end of the year. Currently, in December of twenty twenty one, your right shoulder has some challenges. Yep. To that goal, so you're thinking through. Okay, so this is what I need to do. And hopefully as you progress through the range of motion, yep. the movement, then you're going to be able to advance in those sna- in, the, in both movements. But the snatch specifically yeah. and the jerk, I mean, you know, I don't know how, how limited you are right now in your jerk. It's, it's, it's like I, I can throw it up. Like I, I have no problem getting the weight up there. I can throw it up there for sure. But it's, it's, I, I'm not com- confident in the catch. So where do you feel like you're at right now? If you had to test both of those lifts, I could probably get 285, 295 from the clean and jerk. Like I, I repped out 275 for three on jerks the other day, and I power jerk. I don't yeah. split. I, yeah, split might get me more weight, but I, I don't like the split. So you're about, you're, I mean, you're somewhere 40 pounds, 50 yeah. pounds off. Yeah. So and, and you know, and I could just go for it, but that's not the point. You know. Yeah. What's it's your like snatch? About. I could probably get about 215. I, I did 205 for some reps the other day. So I haven't fully tested my one rep so, in a while. So, man, both of those lifts are definitely They're in, up in, there. In, yeah. well, in your range, you know, for you to hit your goals. Yeah, I should be able to. Like, it, all it is is it's not the strength that I'm missing right now. I mean, there is some strength, but yeah. I feel like it's skill, skill yeah. and, like, balance. So yeah. it's like my stability is really thrown off. So if you can get those things down, like your stability and my skill, like that's what it is. How many days a week will you train Olympic lifts? Probably each one twice. Twice a week. Yeah. yeah. So four days a week, but clean and jerk yeah. twice a week, snatch twice a week. And not each one of those days is heavy by any means. Right. Right. Yeah. And just getting an idea of a training schedule. Well, man, this is so cool. I'm excited to see you snatch 245, awesome. clean and jerk 315. Thanks, Bennett. All right. Thanks again. All right, Brandon. Thanks for... Uh, joining me on this episode this is kind of a special episode i interviewed bennett and robert already for this one Mm -hmm. and then in the last week interviewed perrin jacob and stephanie talking specifically about kind of looking in the rearview mirror and seeing how your fitness went in 2021 yeah and maybe you know asking if you accomplished certain goals that you Mm -hmm. had set out early in the year and then also looking ahead at 2022 at what you'd like to accomplish or kind of where you're right where you're headed or what are, you, what are your targets so let's look back you know at the end of 2020 or early 2021 what was your goal or what did you want to accomplish in in your workouts in your fitness you know i think for me was um i think just finding a, a more consistency in like my programming um i was doing comp train for a little while um, and then at the very end of 2020, I had switched to Mayhem. Um, loved Mayhem. Did it for uh, basically a year and 
maybe just a little over a year. When you say uh, consistency, is it like in before that you weren't really? Well, I mean, what I, do you mean? I was doing comp train, and you know, sometimes it's just so hard to follow a program on your own, um, and so. It was like I would get some of the work in, and then some days I would just kind of, well, you know, I'll do just a little bit. Um, and one of the things that I found was that it's just easier to do things with other people, <laughs> you know, um, and, th- and that just helps hold yourself accountable. For sure. Um, and you help hold them accountable too, you know, and uh, I think everybody needs a coach. Um, you know, I always think Michael Jordan, you know, one of the greatest basketball players ever, if not the greatest. Um he had a coach, you know, all these Olympians, they had coaches, they have coaches. And so, um, and I'm definitely not the greatest athlete in the world, but you know, just having like my peers kind of be there and be coaches for me, um, kind of helped hold me to a higher standard and help me just be more consistent and saying like, Hey, you committed to this program. Let's go ahead and do it all, you know? And so, um, switching to mayhem, really helped me um, find some consistency just because Robert and Kyle were already doing it. Um, and then I would do my workouts, you know, alongside them, and they would say, hey, you know, maybe we let's do this, you know, and, and make sure that we get this done. Um, and so that helped me just kind of get more out of the program versus myself just saying, well, I'm going to pick and choose what I want to do, you know. And not that I try to do that very often, but um, it was so much easier to be like, you know what, that's enough volume for today. I need to go ahead and take the... Yeah, I mean, even comparing it almost to like a running program, it'd be like you following a running program on your own. Mm-hmm. You can kind of choose on a day that you don't want to do yeah. it to, you know, maybe cut it short. Right. Whereas when you're doing that with three or four people, yeah, like you're actually following it and pushing each other a little bit harder. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so what would you say some of the best uh, outcomes were from that in 2021? really um was just like it there was a lot more accountability so what i think that made me do is just um kind of push myself um or i don't want to say kind of i mean i definitely pushed myself harder than probably any other year of fitness like as far as like training goes um and then you know just kind of helping me stay in the right headspace just because somebody else was there to talk to me through it so i think that was probably those two were probably the best things that which which resulted in uh better benchmark workouts and stronger Um, strength or higher strength or what would you say you know I, i would say like my strength probably didn't necessarily increase too much this year um i had a couple uh injuries that just kind of nagged at me all year long basically since the open um i had a a hip injury um on the right hip and then probably right around bcs classic so i guess august um my left hip started bothering me and so as far as like the strength work went um i kind of had to you know hold back a little bit this year um but i would say that my grit my like Mm. Um, I think sled dog, if you think of like comp train, just like the, I, this, this mindset of like, okay, I'm going to push and go and, and really grind through some workouts. Um, I think that improved. Um, dude, I love hearing that cause yeah. that, you know, that is something that in this, in what, in, if we're talking about the sport of CrossFit, Yo, yeah. that matters. Oh yeah. 
Um, and I think that's something that I really lacked before. It was just like, say, hey, man, this one, we're just going to grind through it, you know. And some people go to that dark place. And I, it was very easy for me to say, well, I'm doing fitness for fun, you know. And so, <laughs> Well, and I'll tell you this from, you know, again, a lot of our members will be listening. And um, and, and that's why I love doing this is because mm-hmm. they can kind of get into y'all's head a little yeah. bit, kind of hear what where your growth is happening or what you're hoping for. Mm-hmm. And, and I think what you're saying, if I can even say it in a way that maybe people can understand it, is what was hard in 2020 or at mm-hmm. the end of 2020, you have a new understanding and appreciation or even capacity of hard in end of 2021. So, you know, it's almost like you increased the capacity of hard. Yes. You know, sometimes you'd be like done with a workout. Maybe you think, man, that's a hard workout. Well, you didn't realize that there was a harder than hard than that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now you're pushing at a harder, hard. Yes. Yes. And you know, and it's all relative. You know, I, I, I love when people come in and say, well, that's easy for you. I said, well, easy was, you know, a year's worth of work, you know, like compared to last year, this was this was easier, but it was not. I mean, the workout, the work wasn't easier. I just got better, right? And that was just from this last year. You know, I've been working out for seventeen years now. You know, um, so like, this is a lot of effort over a long period of time that has made it look easier. Um, and I don't even think it always looks easy. You know, yeah, no, <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it's definitely just that you know, daily grind and some days you have to push yourself and, and, and not always, right? Some days it's just like, okay, what can I, um, get from this workout? Does it have to be a lot of grind? Maybe it's like, let me focus on really good movement and just, um, I'm not worried about the clock. I'm not worried about the weight. I want to move really well. Um, and I find that doing that has helped me increase like my fitness as far as, you know, I might be able to be a little bit faster. I might be a lift, be able to lift a little bit more if I pay attention to those things of just yeah. So what are you looking ahead now that you know twenty twenty one's over or mm-hmm. pr- almost over, and twenty twenty two? Do you have any specific goals that you've thought through or things that you hope to accomplish this year? Um, I think you know. Um, I so started CrossFit twenty eighteen. It was the first time I did the open. Um, and then I didn't sign up for the open any other years. Um, and then I signed up for the open again in 2021. Um, and it was really neat to see like the progress over those three years. Um, so, uh, really this year, um, it's kind of like, I would like to see some progress in that again. Um, and then, you know, I, I, I think fitness goals, um, I wouldn't say I, you know, I just want to be this super elite athlete, but I just want to be better than I was last year. Um, nothing really set in stone as far as like yeah. benchmarks to well, accomplish. When you talk about the open and kind of targeting that, which mm-hmm. is into February, early March, three mm-hmm. weeks. What would be a an outcome that would actually make you feel like good about the the result? Yeah, um, you know, I think really just I, I like the way they do this. Um, you know, you have your 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 first round of the open, then you have like your quarterfinals and your semifinals, and then you go um, 
to like games. Uh, for me, I think it's just be fun to like do well in the quarterfinals again. Um, so basically, you just have to place in the top ten percent um, of the open of the open, right? And that's accumulatively across all of the different workouts that you do. If it's you know they have three weeks, and but last year they had four tested events. So um, you know, as long as you place in the top ten percent across the board, um, you'll make it to the quarterfinals, and then they'll take like I think it's the um, either top 200 or something like that to the um, semifinals. Um, but anyway, so I would like to just do better in the quarterfinals than I did last year. Because um, you did make it to the quarterfinals, mm-hmm, and you I did. did the quarterfinals. Yeah, I did. Um, and that was just like a really fun experience. Um, you know, and just you get to you get to kind of push yourself, um, you know, and you just test yourself against the rest of the world. Um, and I think that's always fun to see. Yeah. I, I, one of the cool things about the open, um, you can go back and look at all the previous years Mm -hmm. in your percentile ranking. Mm -hmm. Um, and I find it pretty interesting, you know, and I, you know, I started doing the open, uh, 2011, which Mm -hmm. was the first year of the open and they really started keeping better data. Mm -hmm. Um, I think 2014, um, you can still look back at your performance on some of the workouts in 2011, 12, 13, but I don't think they have your percentile. And I, you know, it, it it tells a story, right? Like Mm -hmm. the numbers do, the more years you do it, like, Oh man, I was in top 94th percentile that year. Like I, for me, that was really good. Oh yeah. I dropped to the 88th percentile. Yeah. Well, what happened that year? Oh, I tweaked my back. You know, it just yeah. kind of tells you this story. And, and I think that it is fun because, you know, it does kind of give you a little bit of a snapshot as to where your fitness is. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, and just with with all the, the data and the calculations that they do for the workouts. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that I like, I really enjoy. Um, you know, I just uh, I just recently switched to, to Proven. Um and uh, that would be the program that um, Tia Toomey does. Um, and I believe Shane Orr is the one that uh, he does the programming for them. Um, but they use uh, an app called Beyond the Whiteboard. And what's really neat about that is it's just like the Open. They like will post, um, like if you do a max lift, it'll tell you your percentile of everybody that uses the you know, platform that platform cool. um you know where you rank as far as that lift goes or if you were to do fran and they would say okay you placed in the top you know 60 percent of people who've done fran this is your how your time averages out and so it's really neat to see kind of where your weaknesses are so it's like almost like every day that i do a workout it's like comparing myself in the open yeah you know um yeah. so really excited about that and so it's uh I know. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what 2022 Yeah, is. man. I'm pumped so. to see you do the Open. And, yeah. and I, I mean, you've come such a long way, really. In the, I think 2021 for you is a massive, yeah. like, I don't want to say improvement because you were always fit, but I think kind of the sled dog in you. And that has, yeah. to, I mean, that has made a difference. So. Oh, absolutely. Thanks, Brandon. Hey, thanks. Once again, thanks for listening. If you live in Bryan College Station, we would love for you to come to our gym and start with one of our programs. If you're interested in more information about our services or a free trial, visit us at boomfitbcs.com. That's boomfitbcs.com.